0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of Building His Church with Sean and Steve on the KLE Podcast. Really great to have you with us. I'm so grateful for every single one of you listening in and spending time to get the message, Um, the message that's not an ordinary church message, but the message Of Kingdom living, kingdom thinking, kingdom believing. We are citizens of the kingdom. And this morning, Steve and I began our conversation, as you will hear, we began our conversation before even starting the recording on talking about dominion theology, uh, you know, because I've seen this pop up a few times is what is dominion theology? Uh, well, I didn't know what dominion theology is. I was like, what? I've never heard of this stuff. But um, it's been mentioned. Some people believe it. Some people don't. And, and we picked up that conversation and we began talking about dominion and authority. So over to the episode with Steve and I having a discussion about dominion and authority as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Boom. Mm. All right. So we are talking about authority and dominion. Uh, Steve, we, we've just been mentioning about... Uh, Elk, good morning to you. Good morning. <laughs> I'm just kicking off the conversation straight away.
1: But, uh, okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> are you well? It, yes, I, I am well. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Good so good welcome, morning. everybody, and uh, welcome to the conversation today on Building his Church. And we are talking about dominion theology, or whatever that means. I'm not too into theology concepts and this is, seems to be a cemetery i mean a, a seminary kind of concept that uh, we educate people fill their brains with stuff and actually forget to give them the truth because it's the, the <laughs> truth that you know it sets you free um, and you know we i most most guys that have come out of sem, sem, seminary steve
1: yeah um, cemetery is good enough that's close yeah,
0: yeah i mean a lot of them just they've been educated right out of the revelation of God. You know, oftentimes I meet with them and they have no idea uh, of the things of the spirit, you know, they just don't understand.
1: Right. That's true. Um, Where does that say that where it says you've, you've um, educated yourselves right into ignorance. I mean, that's basically my, my interpretation Mm -hmm. of it, but you've learned and learned and learned and really have learned nothing. I think yes. it's in Thessalonians, someplace. It's somewhere between the introduction and the maps in the Bible.
0: <laughs> we know, know it's that. There.
1: <laughs> I know that. I know it's there. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> know, you know, it's there somewhere.
1: Never coming to the knowledge of ever learning and never coming, coming to the to knowledge, knowledge of the, of the truth. truth. There one. we go. That's yes. it. That's it's a lot in, closer. It's in Timothy somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know it's it's interesting. I was just talking with a group of guys yesterday um, yesterday morning. Kind of about the same thing. A, a lot of it has to do with identity, uh, who you really are in Christ or actually who Christ is in you. Uh, what is Christ like on the earth right now? Uh, full of authority, full of power, full of might, full of dominion, full of glory, full of majesty, uh, full of love. I mean that's who he is right now and it says as he is so are you in this world, yeah. uh, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now you go, uh, that's not the little car from Czechoslovakia or wherever uh, you, <laughs> you go. <goes. laughs> yeah. Now you go. Um, uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a command, but it's a rele- It's more of a release than it is a command. Um, it's, I've, I've been given all authority. Now you go. In my name, in my place, in my stead, uh, because I'm sending you now as a representation or or an ambassador for me, and everything that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. Every single bit of it. Uh, you've been given all things that pertain unto life and and godliness. So, therefore, you go now uh, in that same authority. Um, it reminds me of where is that? Luke ten nineteen, I think it is where. Um, it says, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. Uh, That's kind of confusing because the second word power over all the power of the enemy, that's the word dunamis, which is explosive, miraculous power. Uh, It's the word from which we get dynamite, of course. So uh, you get this dunamis and and the enemy does have dunamis. He has explosive, miraculous power. However, It says that, behold, I give unto you power to tread upon the serpents, scorpions, and over all the doingness of the enemy. The word power there is the word exousia, which is authority. Now, I give you authority over all the enemy's power. Yes. So you don't have to worry about coming into subjection of anything that he has, he thinks he has power in. Yeah. So, uh, and that's one of the things too that immediately Satan comes to set him. It's like the abomination of desolation. <clears throat> you know, it says that he comes and sets himself up as God in the temple of God, showing himself to be God.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, he sets himself up, sets himself up. Number one, in the temple of God. Well, who's the temple of God? That's not some place in Jerusalem. That's you.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So he sets himself up in you, in the temple of God, showing himself to be God. He's, he's saying, look, I, I can do whatever I want now in this temple. I can make you die whenever I want. I can prolong your life whenever I want. I can, I, I can make you bow to this disease, this sickness, this whatever, and all your whole family bow to this thing while I do whatever I want. I set myself up as God in the temple of God, showing myself. Yes, I'm just like the most High, yeah. yeah, and that's what he does all the time, and it just it it makes me mad that we don't we don't realize the dominion we actually have in fact Adam and Eve that was um Adam that's what he was placed in the garden to do now take dominion over all the beasts and the creeps yeah uh, the, everything that creepeth you know
0: yeah.
1: so take take dominion over these things, and that's basically what Christ restored as the last Adam was dominion yes. so Now we have, now you go, you know, you go, you go and set the captive free. You go. In fact, it says you should know the truth and the truth shall. And we misquote that one a lot of times because um, uh, we always say make you free. The word actually, I mean, set you free. The word is actually make or to create. Uh, you haven't been just set free because a person who's set free can come back under that dominion or that, whatever it is, yeah. you've been made free. You're created a free man. Exactly. You know, uh, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that, uh, this, it, where does that say that the sun, um, uh, you shall know the sun, the sun shall make you free. Uh, we always misquote that one too. Um, the, the son shall set you free, but it's not set you free. It's actually the word make it, He, he, he makes you free. He creates you free. That's why it's born again. You're a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You just, you are created for dominion. You are created with authority to be able to cast out and override all of the power of the enemy. So, anyway, sorry about that. I got kind of yeah. on a rant there, didn't I? That's uh,
0: <laughs> no, good. It, it, because that's exactly um, that's exactly what... Um, you yeah, so that's John chapter 8, verse 36. If the sun therefore shall make you free, you shall be right. free.
1: Right, indeed. make indeed. you free. Yes. See, see, that's the thing. Uh, we sing these songs. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah. You know, or whatever. I mean, however the song goes, you know, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't quite do it justice there, but anyway, the, the, uh, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And we quote that scripture all the time, uh, it, but if we realize what it really says there, if the sun there for shall make you free, yeah. you've been created as a free man, you've been created as as a different, you are no longer under the power or the the dominion of this darkness. You're no longer under that kingdom. We're under a brand new kingdom. We're under a whole new king. We're there to represent. It's almost like if Castro came over here and said to me, uh, Steve, uh, you, you've done a lot of things in my country, and and therefore I'm going to put you in jail. Well, no, I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm a citizen of the United States. I've never yeah. even been to Cuba. Yeah. No, no, you've been to Cuba and you, you are Steve Bissett and This is what you do and this is who you are. And this is, no, I'm not that man. Yeah. And that's what the enemy likes to do. He likes to come in and say, this is who you are. No, I'm a new creature. No, I'm brand new. No, that's not who I am. No, I'm not addicted to that. No, this is not who I am that keeps doing this stuff. This is not me. Yep. I'm a new creature exactly and that's that's part of the taking dominion first of all in Jerusalem right here right here in this temple yep. and taking back the land stand which is not a passive thing it's an active stance and after having done all remain standing
0: yeah you see the thing the thing that I discovered over the years and you know you 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 have discussions with various people and, and some of them are in the pulpit. Um and the fact of the matter is they don't really understand the reality and the legality and the full measure of what took place in the redemption that's true of mankind. They don't understand it, they understand it from a theological point of view, but And most of you see the thing about it is religion. Religion religion likes to keep you comfortable, and religion will will keep you in your circumstances and say it's okay, because religion does not want to accept that. Well, doesn't want to accept that for some reason. Religion keeps you from your your rights as a, a kingdom citizen. Right. And, and it keeps you comfortable. So you remember the, the occasion with, um, with uh, the woman that was bowed over, uh, you know, she, she had maybe arthritis in her back or something like that. And, and Jesus, you know, she was standing there and Jesus said, ought not this woman, who is a daughter of Abraham. <coughs> excuse me. Um, Bless you. Thank you not this woman who is a daughter of Abraham to be healed on the Sabbath and they go no it's a Sabbath you can't heal her on the Sabbath and who was standing there the religious leaders you
1: know? right right and
0: they were they were more interested in finding accusation in him than they were in her rights right as a as a um,
1: child as a of the covenant king.
0: daughter of Abraham right you know and that the, the I mean it wasn't even a kingdom privilege. Well, that's at true. Time, it that's just,
1: true. It was. not even a kingdom of God yet.
0: Yes, it was just. It was just an Abrahamic covenant blessing that she had, and uh, and uh, and Jesus set her free, and they got all hot under the collar about it. But um, the the fact of the matter is, is that we, the church, has not. Uh, well, and uh, you know, I listen. I watch forum discussions and see what people say. And a lot of people. Somebody, I, I mean, I'm posting some stuff on um, on the in the Facebook group now, and just some teaching that I've been listening to for years and years and years, which is all about our redemption. And somebody right. wrote to me the other day, who's who's a, a good friend and and a, a, a and a Christian for many years. He says, "I don't hear this stuff being preached from the pulpit," and mm-hmm. it is the truth, you know. Is there such a a condemnation sin consciousness
1: right right
0: um, you're not good enough that we th- people think that if if we preach how bad we are and how we're not making it and how we're missing it that's going to make people change and quite the contrary
1: right you it's know, the goodness jesus, of god that leadeth man to re- uh,
0: exactly uh, jesus never, repentance. Con- never condemned any sinner ever he went and spent time with them and right. And uh, he 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 wowed the Pharisees, but he didn't woe the people. Never right. woe the people. He wowed the 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 religious leaders of the day. So, I, you know, when I think about this, I think well, first off, if you understood redemption and what Jesus actually did for us, then it would change everything. If you understood his authority. And that he said, he said, um, all authority, not some, right, not church authority, not, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, go therefore. That's right. his strategy. That wasn't man's strategy. Right. But we try and replace it with church, you know, church membership doesn't give you authority. No uh, you know denomination denominational membership doesn't give you authority following a certain you know special spiritual super anointed person doesn't give you authority. your authority comes because you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven it's your right, right. it's your right
1: do you suppose that what's happened is because of the fact that We've become quote unquote Christians as soon as we get born again. We, we now have watered down even that term as opposed to realizing that now are we sons of God, sons of God, sons of God, not just, not just a servant that has all of a sudden become a, uh, different classification. I'm no longer a servant. (laughs) I'm no longer just a minister. But now he calls me a friend and not just a friend, but a son. I'm a son of the living God for crying out loud. And I am sent to represent his kingdom and to demonstrate it, that the kingdom of heaven, his rule, his reign and authority is at hand. It's right here, right now. Let me show you what it is. But most of the time, like you said, we, we don't even understand that. So how are we going to bring the next generation or how are we going to bring, yeah, how are we going to bring the next generation of sons of God into that type of thing if we don't even know it?
0: Yeah, well, th- exactly. And, and that's, you know, that's why we need, we need a revelation of, of the redemption. We need a revelation of what Jesus restored and redeemed us to. And it's interesting, the word is redeemed. Right. So what we were deemed to be, we've been read to that. Is, right. and, and that wasn't to go to heaven. Right. Adam and Eve weren't born in heaven. Right. They were created on the earth to have
1: Dominion. Right. Dominion. There. And right. that's
0: exactly right. But, but we are stuck in this church mentality of become a church member. Right. You know, it's like I, I was listening to somebody and they were saying that we had kingdom in we had we, we had the kingdom being manifested in the Garden of Eden and then Adam loses it through his treason and Jesus comes to restore it. <laughs> but funny. in between all of that, we've just got programs.
1: Right.
0: You know, that was it. It was just really a searching and a a, a the whole thing being set up for the restoration of the right. kingdom. And and that's it. So so we become citizens of of the kingdom of God, sons right. of God, part of the family of God, translated into the kingdom of the Son of His love. We do not we are not made church members. There is no authority in membership.
1: No. In fact, no place does it say that you've been made a member of the church. I don't I don't remember reading that anywhere. No. Mm-hmm. We've been made a member of the of the um citizen we've been made citizens of heaven yes. already
0: yes
1: uh but not a member of a club or an organization exactly so now we are we are members indeed of a body yes as it says but that's a different type it's not a membership it's a you are a member you are a an actual yeah. yeah a part of yeah yes. And uh, that's another word that has been kind of uh, watered down so much that it doesn't make as much sense scripturally anymore, as it used to. It
0: is.
1: So it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, we were just talking about, I, I'm sorry. I, I laughed a few minutes ago when you said treason. Uh, I was just thinking about how they, how they did their treason. They went to the wrong tree. <laughs> so tree, you know, they're treason. Uh, and anyway, my mind you know you know how my mind that would works. Be you, yes. Yeah, you've been around me long enough and uh, so if I giggle or if I say something and of course giggling's not very manly, manly but uh you know if I say if I do something like that it's because my mind went off someplace else.
0: Leave it to you Yeah. They, they had a
1: reason to go to the wrong tree it was a treason.
0: They were committing a treason.
1: Yeah, treason. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry it's
0: <laughs> you
1: know it's it's unfortunate that um the King James actually translated certain things or named certain things um because their understanding uh was of of certain things in certain ways they they didn't really have either a concept of bringing the kingdom of God right here right now at hand and um It's the the word revelation or the whole book of revelation. We call it revelations, but it's not. It's the revelation. And it says uh, in King James and a lot of other places, the revelation of St. John. Yes. However, (laughs) the very first, the very first verse, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. This isn't something that was a long way off. This is shortly come to pass. So this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. If you read this with the concept of when Jesus Christ comes into a man's life or into his situation or into whatever, this is not something that's just futuristic. This is something that's, shortly coming to pass in our lives when you're born again when he brings you into that place of authority and it says in uh, verse 6 it says and he made us kings and priests unto god and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen so if we are kings and priests unto our god and he was given dominion what are we supposed to do then as kings under a king yeah. If he's the one that's supposed to bring dominion. Exactly. Yeah, and verse uh, chapter 5, verse 10, it says, And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth and it doesn't, that's not a futuristic thing. I mean, as far as someday yonder, you know, after we go to heaven and come back and, and, uh, you know, in our earth in our new heaven suits, and, and now we're going to rule and reign on earth. No, it says we're to rule and reign in life as one in Christ Jesus. We're to rule and reign in life right now, right now. as one in Christ Jesus, not not someday yonder, not when you go die and go to heaven and then come back again. No, you rule and reign in life as one in Christ Jesus. Right. As And I know we've talked about this before, you know, what is Jesus Christ like right now? Well, yeah. he's full of authority, full of power, full of might, full of dominion, full of glory, full of majesty. And as he is right now, so are you in this earth That's right. or in this world. Yeah. So if if we just I guess if we could just grasp, if I could somehow, like I think it was Paul that said, if I could somehow just apprehend that for which I've been apprehended, yeah. if I could somehow just grab onto the whole reason for which he grabbed onto me, if, yeah. I, could just, if I could just find the purpose for which he, he purposed me when he first grabbed me, when he first thought of me, when he first created me, when he first believed that I was the one that was chosen to be on this earth for this time and this season. If I could just grab onto that, we could change the world. You know that, Sean? Yeah, I mean, amazing. right here, right in our own little backyards, we could, yeah. we could change whoever it is that we come around.
0: That's right.
1: And we, we forget we forget that we we don't apprehend that and consequently uh, uh it says that uh, we perish for lack of knowledge but it says where there is no vision the people are destroyed or oh, destroyed for lack of knowledge but where there is no vision the people perish yes. so we're destroyed if we don't have. La- I mean, if we have a lack of knowledge about these things. I mean, we just basically, you know, without a foundation. What shall the righteous do? As it says in Proverbs. You know, what can a man do if you have no foundation, no footing? But if I don't have a vision to what He's given me, if I don't see with His eyes, if I don't look into the mirror, as it says in in Second uh, Corinthians three, if I don't look into the mirror and see glory. It says, uh, as a man looks into a mirror and sees glory, he's changed in that same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not because I'm trying to change. I just look into the mirror, and I don't see all my faults and shortcomings, my, my humanness, my anything else. I see glory. I see what he sees. I see what he believes now. And I look into that mirror, and I can see the light of the kingdom in my eyes and in my heart and, and who in who I am and shine forth as, and I can see that and I'm changed into that same image from glory to glory. And all I did was see what he believes. That's all I do. Yeah. And that's why it says over in uh, James too, it says uh, a man who is a hearer and not a doer of the word is like a man who looks at his own natural face in the mirror. The word natural there is the word Genesis. Yes. So what am I looking at when I look into the mirror? I'm looking at my Genesis. I'm looking at what he created, not, not what he just set free. I'm looking at what he actually began in me, what he created in me, how I was created, how I was birthed, and what I was birthed for. And it says, he who is a hearer of the word, I mean a doer of the word and not a hearer only, is like a man who looks into the mirror, or a hearer of the word and not a doer, is like a man who looks in the mirror and then straightway forgets what like manner of man he was. and consequently we don't do the word but if I truly believed if I looked and saw my genesis if I saw my genesis face if I saw who I really am I would naturally do the word because I believe that's who I am and that's part of the problem We, we don't we don't give we don't give the people around us the vision of who they really are so that they can grab onto that and run.
0: Well, exactly. And the thing is, you know, that, that's, that's the problem is that we, two, th- two things, I think, uh, is, one is that because we are failing in our, in our authority and our dominion, We've got the escape mentality. So right, right. Let's let's go to heaven and everything's going to be fine, you know. So our dominion is one day, the kingdom is one day. It's off there somewhere, simply because just what you're saying, we haven't had our minds renewed. We haven't we haven't had the revelation of who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us, and so therefore we are paralyzed, impotent. Uh, right you know, just ineffective. So what we're trying to do is, but we still know we, we have to win the world. It's Isn't it interesting? Jesus woed the religious leaders. We woe the world. Jesus right. didn't woe the world. He woed the religious leaders. We, uh, you know, we, what's the word? Exalt and promote mm. religious leaders, but we right. woe the world. You know, you're just going to help. If you don't come to our church, you're going to help. And and uh, we, we sort of write them off. Jesus didn't do that. So, we by realize- the way,
1: just for those of you who are listening, who are kind of halfway redneck like me, when yeah. Sean says "woe in the world," that's what the scribes uh, he said to the scribes and Pharisees, "Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees!" So, uh, just just to clarify that a little bit for those of you who think like me, to woe the to woe the world. <laughs> means woe unto you who smoke woe unto you who drink now you're going to be lost forever you're going to do this but however something he brought up earlier he said we've been redeemed it's not the world deems us a certain way yes but christ redeemed you it's like a king that deems you as a knight he deems you as a knight of the realm he deems you as a son of the king he deems you certain things, and you are that from then on. I mean, that's what's amazing about it, but to be redeemed, you were born a certain way naturally, but he redeemed you. He says, now you are this. This is who you really are, and he's redeemed us. He's renamed us. He's repositioned us. He's replaced us. He's He's put us into a different, a whole different realm, a whole different kingdom, and now this is who you are, so he's re- Deemed us, and I know that isn 't exactly what that whole word means but but to me to to look at it in that light it gave me a whole new positioning of who I am uh, in Christ. my identity changed let 's put it that way yeah. so it wasn 't just that I was purchased out of the old kingdom. I wasn't just purchased to be, to redeem basically means to purchase out of something else and to change for a different purpose. So I was purchased, yes, by the blood of Jesus Christ and by his offering of his body too. However, to redeem or to rename or to reposition or to restructure or to re whatever, I mean, I was deemed a certain way in the world. Now he has deemed me this. He has deemed me full of glory. He has deemed me with all authority. He has deemed me to walk forth in strength, in might, and in dominion. He has deemed me as one who has power, that out of my eyes even comes flames of fire, and my mouth comes a two-edged sword. I mean, that's what he deems, because as he is right now, so are we in this world. So we've been deemed a certain thing by our king, and it's, it's... um, like you said, we, we have a tendency to sit there and woe all these other people when he says, yeah, you go ahead and and you can woe the religious leaders. In fact, don't even eat with some of them because they're doing these certain types of sins and they should know better. Uh, Paul said that, but he said for the people outside, nah, you don't condemn them. You don't say anything to them. I mean, they don't know any better, you know, be a part, I mean, don't be a part of what they're doing, but love on them, be there for them. Be, you know, Christ ate with the sinners and the publicans and the, you know, the, all those people, we don't woe them (laughs) (laughs) to you guys. You're all lost. You bunch of heathens. No.
0: And that's basically what we do is like, we invite people. We we don't use the authority that we have to go and influence and set them free. We, we condemn them because they're not like us and we have to change our, our mentality, you know, we've got to get back to don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We, we're right. so scared of becoming like the world mm-hmm. that we've, be, we've created a monastery kind of mentality.
1: Right, so right. So
0: that we go into our four walls, you know, I mean, the, the culture is sort of um, been. Uh, defined by the four walls really right and so we go into our building we go into our meeting and you come come and join us and when they don't we condemn them but right. jesus didn't do that jesus went to them and and uh i was um, just, i think this week i quoted is that jesus said you know john the baptist who was the greatest of all the prophets he came in neither eating nor drinking and they called him a, a demon But right. he said, and the son of man comes and he's eating and drinking and spending time with sinners and they, they call him uh, um, a wine-bibber like, and a glutton yes a wine-bibber and a glutton and he said but he said wisdom is is uh, affirmed or approved in its fruit in right. its deeds so in other words the wisdom of it was revealed in the outcomes that, that they had. Um, right. And that, that word wisdom there is skill. The skill of what I was doing is revealed in, in it. And I think what, we, what we've got in the church is a lot of unskilled people uh, because they've forgotten who they are. Well, not forgotten. They've never come to, the, to a full insight, to a full revelation of who they are. And, and we have this, I mean, I was preaching in, in a church a uh, couple of, uh, some time back, and I was talking about the new creation realities. And I was telling the people, and it was a young church, I was saying, listen, man, you are new creatures in Christ. You've right. got the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. You're not trying to get something, you are something. And right. I was really trying to renew their mind to actually their position and their rights and, as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Well, the next week, the pastor got up and began to say, you know, we, we love what Sean said, but
1: you better be <laughs> but,
0: sanctified. You better live your life sanctified.
1: You better. Wow.
0: And, and it just like.
1: Why is it we everything. as leaders a lot of time have big butts? Always.
0: Yes, always. He destroyed <laughs> everything I was kind of saying. And uh, I'm sitting there thinking, you, you know, what are you trying to accomplish here? You know, it's right. just we, a scripture that is like really mulled around for me uh, this week was um, 1 Corinthians uh, ch- chapter 1, where, where Paul says that the message of Christ is that Christ has been made unto us wisdom. Mm, righteousness sanctification and redemption right christ is it all for us did it all for us and he's not condemning us right to change your behavior is not to focus on what you're doing wrong it's like it's like when when you know talking to, I, I've often spoken to parents, parents that, you know, my teenager, you know, is like the teenagers doing all sorts of things. And I said, well, don't talk to them where they are. See them as you believe they can be and talk to them like that. People don't, you know, if you if you are describing who they are, then they're going to just say, well, that's me, you know?
1: Right. But if right. you
0: begin to see them As Christ sees them, as the Father sees them,
1: right, and speak that over them, yeah, and
0: and and address them like that, talk to them like they are mature, are responsible, are accountable, are living their full potential. They will live up to that. It'll take time, but that's your faith, you know. And the same goes for when we're talking to the people of God; is we should be doing the same thing. Is you are temples of God, you are new creations in Christ. You are righteousness, right. sanctification, and redemption in God's wisdom. You yeah. are in Christ. And yeah. Christ what kingdom
1: in... are you speaking for right uh-huh, now? What exactly. king are you speaking for?
0: Exactly. Are you
1: speaking for the, for the ministry of condemnation, uh, the one who condemns? Uh, because the accuser, the word accuse is the word S-A-T-A-N in Hebrew. Yes. So if I'm sitting there accusing you, I'm speaking for the wrong king. If, I, if my whole ministry, it says that you've been changed from the ministration of condemnation into the ministration of the Spirit. My ministration is now of the Spirit of God, which brings life. It doesn't bring you back into death. Exactly. Exactly. So the thing is, I, I, I remember this guy coming to me and he was telling me all the things that his wife was doing wrong. And I said, how are you praying for? And he says, I, I just tell the Lord, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm really having a rough time here. You know, my wife is this, my wife is that, my wife is doing this and, you know, my kids are doing this. and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, doesn't your father need somebody to speak for him into their lives and over their lives rather than always speaking for the, for the enemy? <laughs> I mean, doesn't he need somebody to prophesy for him, to speak for him, yeah. to speak on his behalf? not only over your wife and your kids, but over your neighborhood, over your city. I I hear so many people saying that, you know, like the city I live in, Marshall. Marshall is this. Marshall is so poor. Marshall is whatever. You know, Marshall is overrun by by welfare recipients and everything else. Marshall is whatever. Marshall is just going to, to hell in a handbasket. I'm thinking it says in Scripture, it says in Psalms, that the, that the city, out of the mouth of the righteous, the city is exalted, but out of the mouth of the wicked, it should be brought low.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not wicked. Yeah. I'm supposed to be righteous. I'm supposed to be the righteousness of God. I'm supposed to be the light that is not hid on the hill. I'm yeah. supposed to be the one that speaks with salt and light into the situation and brings the purpose of God back to life. In, these, in, in the whole community where I live, the whole region, for crying out loud, not just, not just sit back here and continue to speak for the wrong king. Why would I do that? Why would I speak for that other king all the time
0: exactly. and just
1: glorify what he's doing? Yeah, he has set himself up as God in the temple of God, trying to show himself to be God. No, you are not God. This is not the way it is. This is not who this people is. This is not what this region was in. Put here for this was a city called Marshall, which means to gather the troops together for war.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, if I if I want to go that far and begin to declare what God believes about this area, then find out what He believes about your area and begin to speak that over it and and to the people. Don't don't continually say that. Yeah, we're eighty five percent welfare or whatever. You know, I mean, don't why why continue to bring it low. Let's speak the life of God into the situation.
0: Why why not begin to walk in dominion and authority and change? Right, right. The thing about it is, is that you cannot change anything you don't engage. To change something, to transform something, you have to engage it. And we're not engaging this world. Right. You know, what we're doing is we are standing aloof from it, hoping and praying, and everybody's declaring, well, Jesus is coming soon. We're going to get out of here. And what? Leave the rest of the world to go to hell. That's what we're basically saying. Right. And, and it's like, as long as I'm okay, Jack. In fact, there was a, there was a, a king that did that, um, King Hezekiah. <laughs> he gets, he gets uh, he, he's dying. Uh, he prays. God sends the prophet to him. The prophet uh, he, uh, says, you're going to live another 15 years and, get your house in
1: order. Yeah.
0: yeah, get your, yeah. Well, first he said, you get your house in order, you're going to die. And then he prays, and, and the prophet comes back again and says, the Lord gives you another 15 years. Right, he, right, he, right. He gets up, and he's all happy, man. And worst 15 years, it could have happened because <laughs> it was, you know, his time was up, but, you know, he asked for 15 years. He gets another 15 years. And suddenly, in those 15 years, first off, he raised the worst sons ever right most evil sons came out of hezekiah's house and this is a godly man you understand this is a guy that loved god and did all his commandments and all the rest of it but then he, he, not only that this this uh, foreign uh, foreign emissary comes to him and um and uh says uh, from babylon and says you know let's we're going to visit with king hezekiah and king hezekiah shows them everything in the house, everything, hmm. all the riches, everything in his house and the temple and all the rest of it.
1: Shows Uzziah. them the combination of the lock to the safe, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah, everything. So Isaiah comes to him a little late and says, Hey, Hezekiah, uh, what, who were these people? And he says, I know these were a, a foreign, from the state department of, uh, of Babylon. And he says, what did you show them? He said, everything. And, and then Isaiah prophesies to him and he says, they are going to take everything and wow. they're going to take your children and they're going to make them slaves. And so listen to this, if ever there was selfishness and we see a lot of this in politics today, if ever there was poly- there was selfishness, self-centeredness, he goes, so when is this going to happen? He said to your children and their right. children and he's. And he's, it says in his mind, he was thinking, at least it's not in my time.
1: Right, right.
0: And I thought to myself, now that is no leadership. That is not godliness of any form or fashion. It's just like all the generation can go to hell as long as I'm okay, Jack. You know? Right, and right. Whereas Jesus comes and he comes in a totally different spirit and he said, the work you've given me to do i have finished john chapter 17 and he hadn't gone to the cross yet what was that work he had invested in the next generation
1: right that's true
0: he had invested in the next generation he said the joy that is set he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him right it wasn't just it wasn't just for for an immediate gratification or an immediate redemption it was for the Generations to come for for the whole world. For God so loved the cosmos, all the systems of the world that He sent His only begotten Son. And today still God is sending us as sons into the cosmos because He loves the cosmos.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And we've got to go in to the land, and we've you know that's why He said go and make disciples. I'm busy teaching that on Sundays because. That's his strategy, and we haven't caught it, you know, is that right. the harvest is white unto, I mean, you know, the harvest is white unto ripeness. It's it's ready, he said, but there's not enough workers, skilled people to go out into the harvest. And he's, right. he didn't say, now set up a program. He said, pray the Lord, the owner of the harvest, that he would send workers, skilled people into his harvest. Right. And and you know that maybe it might be you, but it might be somebody else. But but the harvest, Jesus loves the harvest. He loves the cosmos. We've got to stop condemning it. We've got to stop preaching its condemnation. They know they're going to hell, whether, whether they describe it like that or not. Right. What I'm telling you, is when we begin to influence them, and change how how we how we impact them with with the dominion of God. We don't have dominion. And I think that's the thing, Steve, that was the second point I wanted to bring is that our concept of dominion is to have dominion over people and it's not over people. It's over circumstances. It's over situations. Jesus came having dominion and authority by casting out unclean spirits and demonic spirits. He came and had dominion by calming the storm by right. by multiplying when it there was a lack by right. by um, healing every kind of sickness and every kind of disease right he had dominion he didn't focus he didn't preach healing he didn't preach no um, uh, you know he bre- provision. the
1: kingdom of heaven he as a man. he preached hand.
0: the kingdom and showed the kingdom of heaven and that's what right. people want to see they don't, they're tired of our religious little discussions and our little religious, um, you know, you, you better get saved so you can go to heaven. Otherwise you're going to hell. Um, they're tired of that. They don't want meetings. They don't want our religious talk. They want to see and hear and experience a new kingdom, a new government, a new King. That's something you
1: said earlier too, is to engage. Um, a lot of times we, people don't want to go to your church. Yep. They want to engage with you. Yes. That's the reason they even are hanging around or even talking with you is because there's something there that they want to engage with. They want to um here we are. Here I am sitting in this home, this house, and I've got neighbors on all sides of me. Yes. And yet I don't even hardly know the people here in this little gated community. I said gated, not gay, by the way. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting in this community and I know a few people in here, but, but have I really reached out even to my close neighbors and had like a barbecue? Hey, you guys want to come over for just something to share and eat a bite and to, you know, throw some horseshoes or do something, you know, just, do you want to come and engage with them as opposed to, well, we're having a Bible study Tuesday night. Do you want to come? Yeah. No, they don't want to come there. Yeah. You know, they've had enough Bible studies. They've exactly. gone to enough things that they don't, they don't, they want to engage you. They want to have that life. They want to see life, not just, not just hear about it anymore. Exactly. So, you know, to, to begin once again to reach out um, and to become a part, we're supposed to be in the world, but yet not of it.
0: Yes.
1: And that's the part that you said earlier is that we tend to withdraw from the world and to be so much disjointed from it that uh, we're not even, we're not even relatable to anything that that's going on or with any of the people anymore. They, they don't want to relate with us. (laughs) They don't want to be a part of whatever we're a part of.
0: Yeah. But you know, I'm telling you, Steve is, I'm sick of religion. I don't even want it, you know. Is like yeah. the, the way religion has treated me, uh, I, I don't want any part of religion anymore, you know. It's just, I thank God, you know, I actually saw, and I saw what I was doing re- that was so religiously, but I, I'm just grateful to God that, that I've seen it, and I don't want it. I, everywhere I go, that's all they give me is religion, and I'm tired of it. I don't want religion, and I can understand why the world doesn't want it but I'm telling you that when you take when you do what Jesus did and you engage the world you engage the cosmos you engage people right. at a level of relationship and, right. you be, and and you begin to reveal to them like you say the life that we have not not taking your bible and beating them and saying the bible no. says you better otherwise you're going to hell right you know, it's just like weak and, and, and i'm not talking about being this like you know i don't know they've got all sorts of terms for it and, and whatever well, they else. don't
1: want what you know they want you
0: ah uh, they want to experience it and you know right. the, thing, the thing about it is uh, let me put it this way is like when when we began to meet americans back in south africa we met, we met Americans, like you know, through our ministry years, and we, and and suddenly we began to have a heart for America. We mm-hmm. wanted to be Americans. That's what our heart was. We, that was our desire. We wanted to be Americans for years. Really, really. I mean, we we loved, you know. We used to, we used to, <laughs> when we started our homeschool. We used to play the American anthem to our kids <laughs> what yeah. I mean we 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 used to have two flags we used to have an American flag and a South African flag in our little school you know oh my goodness we loved America so much we just loved America and and because of what I saw and 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 not the lifestyle but just the people just how right. they are I don't know why we just that's when you met me right it must have been when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you, you just did it for me, man. That's right. <laughs> put my penny up over the top. Now, I, you know, I, And that's why it's like when we arrived here last year, it was like, you know, because now it's more permanent. Previously, the first the first visit was like on a temporary situation. But now we are here permanently and we, we're just so blessed. You know, people ask us, so do you enjoy yourself? You know, a, well, I don't get it all. I don't understand everything. I, I still don't always get the jokes and I don't always get the culture and I say things wrong. And But do I love being here? I love being here. I love being here. I love being in America. I can't wait to be, get my American citizenship because I know this is where I belong. I want to be here. And uh, we need to be like that. You know, is that when people meet us, do they say, wow, I want to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Right. I want to be, not go to heaven, (laughs) but I want to be a citizen with citizen rights. I want to be a citizen of this kingdom that you belong to. I, I want to be Part of what you are, that you are under a king that is so gracious and so loving and so tremendously uh, merciful and so wonderful and so giving and, you know, it's just, he's an incredible, I want to be part of that because they see it in you. We we saw what America's like in the people that we met, the people that we heard. The teachers, the preaching and say, we want to be part of this. You know, that's what we want to be part of. It wasn't, wasn't that we didn't like being South African uh, for, for my South African friends um, and family. <laughs> just get, let me just get clear. There was, it was something that God put in us because we were supposed to be here. That was it. It wasn't that one was, you know, well, anyway, I don't want to get into all of that now, yeah. but, but it was just something that God gave us that we saw that we said that was what we wanted. You know, that, that was, and it wasn't, I mean, it was something that God put a desire in their heart. And that's the thing is we need to understand that God will put a desire in people's heart as you relate to them, as you engage them, as you, uh, as you don't try and just get the born again experience. Right. It's that they experience so much more when they come to you and say, like, like Nicodemus did, Hey, um, how do we become part of this? Well, actually, what you you you, you are born to be born again. That's right. really what it is. So the, the only way you can actually come into this is to be born again. Okay, <laughs> you know that's what that's how you get your citizenship. You just have to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Okay, that's good. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. I led I led two two atheists. Um, well, actually, one atheist. Um, in England, to the Lord like that. Just once Once she heard what Jesus had done and what it's like to be part of that kingdom and why the world is in such a mess, she just said, I, I'll, I'll, I want to become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven.
1: Wow, yeah.
0: And she's, and up until that point in time, she said, I don't believe anything. You know what I tell people now, now Steve? When people say to me, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in anything. I said, that's fine, tell him that. That's right. what I mean. You know, right. tell, tell him, you know what? One thing God loves is honesty. And he, he will listen to your honest heart. <laughs> Surprisingly, we think that God just like, I don't listen to them because they all connect. He loves them, man. He'll listen to them. And if right. you're showing not a religious lifestyle, but a life lifestyle, a kingdom lifestyle, I'm telling you, people will embrace that. But they will love it. They will be part of that. And that's what they belong for. Right. Let's begin to show that. Let's begin to um, engage people on that level. That's what I, I believe. Right. I'm always encouraging the guys, go and make relationships. Build relationships with people. Right. Don't, don't try and make people part of your church. Make, develop relationships with them. Right. L- like Jesus, that was his strategy and it worked, you know? So right. uh, I, I still believe it works. Amen. That's Right. That's right. <laughs> any last word bye, bye. you
1: <laughs> I guess that's the last word goodbye <laughs> <laughs>
0: goodbye I thought you said bye yeah, well yeah
1: yeah of course in South African bye bye a bye a
0: <laughs> this is bye a donkey
1: yeah bye a donkey
0: bye a donkey all yeah. right well, good. Thank you very much, Steve. It's great sharing with you again. And I really appreciate it um, always. And, uh, Hey, uh, yeah, well, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you about that later, but, um, <laughs> not, not right now. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for this Friday discussion. And, uh, we, we just really go over time on Fridays only. We? Well, what I don't even know what the time is we're supposed to have. We just go for it. So, um, really great to have you with us. Hey, please hop over to um, the iTunes or anywhere, wherever you're listening, and please give us a like and a subscribe and a and a review if there's place to give a review. And um, it really helps to get uh, to get the message out there more and more, and to get the podcast um, uh, in people's in their inboxes somewhere, uh, somehow, but it just, otherwise it just gets hidden and buried under all the thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts that are dead and dying and uh, come up with all sorts of stuff. And uh, there's a living message that we're bringing and I believe people need to hear it. So, you know, the, the wonderful thing you can do for us is just to give us a review, give us a like, give us a subscribe, and it puts us on the radar. For more people to get the message.
1: We need somebody to like us. <laughs>
0: oh come on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and share. Share if you care.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> so you know, it's just just do the, the social media thing and just like and share and it will be really great. We'll really appreciate it. Thank you for being with us. Have a super, super weekend. Steven, to you guys on that side, love and appreciate you tremendously.
1: Yeah, Steve. Let me get us to not you. All right, team. So <laughs>
0: until next time, God bless you. It is end meeting. No?
1: Yeah, I think we, are we done?
0: Uh, yeah, we are done.
1: And we're clear.
0: I, now, Steve. <laughs> Oh dear. It's still recording.